Welcome to Say It Louder, a podcast created by students from the School of Kinesiology and Health Studies at Queen's University that seeks to offer insight into issues around race and racism in the world of sports, physical activity, and health. My name is Emma, and I'll be your host today. I'm joined by Jamie and Melina. Our episode is about the recent controversy surrounding Kyrie Irving. Once again, my name is Emma and I will be your host today. Behind the scenes, our very talented producer, Jamie, will be in charge of all technological logistics. We are lucky enough to have a special guest join us today. This guest is a fourth year kinesiology student at Queen's University who has both followed and played basketball for a number of years. It is fitting to have her on today as we'll be talking about some controversy occurring in the NBA. So hopefully she can shed some light on the subject. Welcome, Melina. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here today. It's a pleasure. So I think we can we are both well aware that Kyrie Irving, the point guard of the Brooklyn Nets, has taken up a substantial amount of space in the news recently regarding his anti-Semitic comments. What are your thoughts surrounding these controversies? Well, you know, I think before I give my thoughts, why don't we, you know, dive in and debrief about the specifics of this ongoing situation? Okay, well, do you want to maybe give us a rundown of what's been happening? Of course. So a couple weeks back, Kyrie Irving shared a tweet about a movie, Hebrews to Negroes, Wake Up America. This movie is based on a book that is filled with anti-Semitic disinformation. Wow. Um, Can you explain exactly what you mean when you're referring to anti-Semitic disinformation? Yeah, of course. Well, first off, disinformation includes propaganda and forged documents that manipulate beliefs. So basically, this film tries to prove that Black Hebrew Israelite belief that Black Americans are the true descendants of biblical Israelites. The documentary claims that modern Jewish people are imposters who stole the religious heritage of Black people. And, you know, to push things even further, it includes accusations that Jewish people are in part responsible for the transatlantic slave trade and that they also falsified the history of the Holocaust in order to conceal their nature and protect their alleged status and power. That is a very far-fetched viewpoint that Kyrie promoted. Well, you see, he claims that he wasn't promoting this documentary, Mm. but uh, I think we can both agree that that just makes zero sense. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're if you're actively putting something out on your social media and you choose to share this sort of content, well, you have to be ready to give the public an explanation. And he just deflected this whole situation and was just really defensive about it. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, I saw that the Nets owner, Josiah, was super disappointed um, that Kyrie released this tweet. And he actually released a tweet of his own, basically condemning Kyrie's actions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, Sai was super disappointed that one of the players that plays on the team he owns promoted a film that's just filled with hate that's based off of race, religion, and ethnicity. And, you know, to make things even worse... Kyrie returned to Twitter a couple of days or weeks later with that initial promotion tweet still up and claimed himself an ominous. And here he almost played the victim card by saying that, you know, this anti-Semitic label that's being pushed on him is completely unjustified. 
Oh, very interesting that his first response to this statement was not an apology, but instead him defending himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that he didn't bother taking the tweet down as people were calling him out. It just really tells us that he doesn't even realize the impact of his actions. And, you know, with his large social media presence and platform, comments like these are especially damaging as it reaches so many people. You know, even his former teammate, Richard Jefferson, said that you have to understand that how you use your social media has effects and affects people, you know, basically highlighting the fact that if you're going to be insensitive to that, then you're just really endorsing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, realistically, if I tweeted this, it would reach a collective of five whole people. Not trying to take away from the significance of this issue, but Kyrie has to be aware of his large platform that reaches millions and millions of people. Yeah, yeah. You know, when someone has a stature and celebrity status like Irving, he almost has a responsibility to explain the things he puts out on social media as it has a guiding force in society. You know, he has to justify what he says when asked. But, you know, when other celebrities are there in the background supporting him, it gives him this this sense of power that others share the same beliefs. Celebrities like Kanye West. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't don't you mean ye? Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, you know, it's so hard to keep up with the times nowadays. Ye recently made a post on Instagram after the incident, which included a headshot of Kyrie Irving with the caption stating, there's some real ones still here. There have also been a number of other big names, such as Floyd Mayweather, Antonio Brown, Isaiah Washington, that have shown their support for Kyrie. And, you know, it's because of these people that reinforce what Kyrie is saying that almost makes him feel, I, I want to say, powerful. In fact, in a recent press conference where Kyrie was just being absolutely obnoxious and rude, he said... I'm not going to stand down on anything I believe in. I'm only going to get stronger because I'm not alone. I have a whole army around me. Wow, that's really disappointing. Considering the individuals who are supporting him also have such large platforms. I don't know what response he's trying to invoke, but by saying, and I quote, a whole army around me, it almost sounds like a threat. Yeah, 100%. I think that the power that these individuals have is honestly just scary. How can you be saying all these controversial things to the media and then claim you have an army with you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but this isn't the first time that Kyrie has made a controversial statement on social media, correct? Mm -hmm. You know, it's very interesting that you brought this up. Kyrie used his social media platform again a couple of days later to amplify a dangerous conspiracy theorist whose name's Alex Jones. Yikes, that's definitely a way to add more fuel to the fire. Oh yeah. And you know, although Kyrie claims that he does not stand with this conspiracy theorist, he did however support the host's claim about a new world order and a secret society and cult that corrupts America. Hmm. Right. And didn't he also mention in an interview that he found it funny how people only chose to see that post compared to his other content. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. But, you know, he has to understand that when you release something controversial to the public in your social media, people are going to react, which is why it's his responsibility to really think about what he's going to post and how it's going to affect others before just going ahead and doing it. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that although there has been a lot of negativity with the endorsement of Kyrie's situation, we must also consider and look at the people who are actively calling him out. Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley, and Reggie Miller recently slammed Irving on a sports broadcast and also criticized the NBA for not taking immediate action. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's crazy because it's not only celebrities associated with sports who are speaking out. There are many, many examples of other celebrities voicing their opinions upon this. You know, Howard Stern called Kyrie out stating that he was a moron and idiot. There was also a large fan presence sitting courtside at Kyrie's recent game wearing fight anti-Semitism shirts. Geez, I wasn't aware of that. But I know that the sports broadcaster that I mentioned earlier specifically wanted Kyrie to be immediately suspended. And that's the thing. He was suspended, but not until five days later. And you know, now that that begs the question, if the NBA took this action because they thought it was the right thing to do, or was it because of the pressure from the media and just done to please others? You know, and what makes the situation worse was that leading up to his suspension, Kyrie was allowed to continue to play with no consequences. He also participated in post-game press conferences where he had a clear opportunity to inform the public that he isn't anti-Semitic and apologize for his actions, but instead tiptoed around the question. Now, I think there's a quote. J- Jamie, can you can you pull up the quote? Yeah. So uh, here it says, I told you guys how I felt. I respect all walks of life and embrace all walks of life. That is where I sit. I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. Wow. So what exactly does it mean when he says, I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. Uh, I don't think we can say in confidence what he really means by this, but I think the important thing to note here, and I think the important thing to see here, is that Irving continues to deflect these questions in the eyes of the media and refuses to see how this has impacted the Jewish community. After this press conference, the Nets realized that Kyrie was tarnishing the image of their team and the NBA as a whole, and they finally decided to take some sort of action. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that you said they were worried about tarnishing the image rather than wanting to take action because they actually believed he did something wrong. Yeah, but you know, I think right now we need to take a step back and consider Kyrie's stats. He's definitely one of the Nets' most valuable players, and that's something that the team's not so willing to just give up. You know, it almost relates back to this this idea of privilege. Is it his success and innate talent that allows him to be able to cross lines without repercussions? I don't know. You know, and privilege is an interesting topic. Some people's privilege are more recognizable than others. We see privilege in race, gender, socioeconomic status. In terms of Kyrie, his privilege comes from his athleticism. Like you mentioned before, he's one of the star players of the Nets. Yeah, and there's just so much privilege 
that comes from being a successful professional athlete? I think it is important to highlight success in that sentence. If an athlete at a lower stature made the same comments, then there's a possibility that immediate action would have been taken. Yeah, for sure. There would be less of an issue to suspend a bench player versus one of the star players on the team. That's exactly it. It's interesting. I feel that successful athletes are often given these advantages for free. I mean, they let Kyrie play however many games after these comments, even before considering suspending him. What does that have to say about the NBA? I feel like it says a lot about the organization as a whole and what they value. Mm -hmm, yeah. It took so long for them to suspend him that it almost shows that they are valuing his talent and not wanting to give that important piece in their team overdoing the right thing. Yeah, for sure. I think that there should have been immediate suspension, followed by more repercussions that targeted educating Kyrie and all players in the NBA. Well, a couple days after the suspension, the NBA did come out with certain terms that need to be followed before he could actually return to the court. Mm. Do you mind explaining to the audience what exactly these terms were? Yeah, of course. There was a list of five terms that the NBA agreement included for Kyrie to be returned to play. So first he had to apologize and condemn the movie that he promoted on his social media. He had to give a $500,000 donation to anti-hate causes. He needed to complete both sensitivity and anti-Semitic training. He needed to meet with ADL and Jewish leaders. And finally, he had to meet with Joe Tsai to demonstrate his understanding. You know, it does seem like a good starting point to teach Kyrie of his actions. But do we honestly believe that he's taking full responsibility? Or is he just doing this to get back to the court as soon as possible? You know, I, I guess that's something that we'll truly never know. But the Anti-Defamation League did reject his $500,000 donation, which I guess makes sense. I mean, who wants to accept such a large sum of money from someone that blatantly promoted hate content to such a large platform and, again, doesn't take accountability for his actions? Yeah, I think they're unsure of his intentions, so accepting this money could not be done in good conscience. Now, I'm curious, did he even actually apologize? Mm hmm. So Irving finally apologized after the news of his suspension. He posted on his Instagram that night, finally acknowledging the impact his actions had on the Jewish community. Was it sincere? I think that's something we're all wondering. Mm -hmm. But his actions here and now are really going to have to prove this or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people took his apology in different ways. Don't you agree? 100%, 100%. You know, on one hand, here's LeBron James saying that the list of requirements that Kyrie needed to fulfill was overkill. He believed that after Kyrie apologized, he should just been able to get right back on the court and play. Wow. That's an alarming response, especially coming from a player that people consider the greatest of all time. But still, despite this apology, I think certain people and certain companies don't want to be associated with him. I think that they've acknowledged that there was a line and Kyrie completely crossed it. So why don't we talk a bit about Nike and their thoughts and actions towards Kyrie? 
Yeah, well, I'm sure you're well aware that Nike decided to drop Kyrie despite his new shoe line that was supposed to be coming out soon. You know, I think that this this was a big deal and is currently the big talk in the NBA. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy how a billion dollar company can acknowledge what he's doing is straight out wrong and don't want someone like that impacting the image and what they've built. Yeah. And, you know, it's the ideologies of an organization will influence its advances or lack of in social responsibility. And, you know, it's really telling here where Nike's values lie, especially when they are willing to lose millions of dollars by discontinuing his new shoe line and are quick to sever the relationship that they built with Kyrie over the past decade. You know, specifically, Nike responded to, to dropping Kyrie by saying, and I quote, at Nike, we believe there is no place for hate speech and we condemn any form of anti-Semitism. And, you know, Nike knows the power that they hold. As one of the biggest athletic wear companies in the world, they are aware that the people would be looking at their responses to the situation and wanted to take an approach that supports the people that were affected by his actions and promotes the well-being of people in society. Mm -hmm. The response was an important statement and a big eye-opener for a lot of people. You know, if Nike is willing to lose these ties, then mm -hmm. what are you as an individual doing by still supporting Irving? Yeah, that's a great point. And see, we've, we've seen in the past few weeks players in the NBA and the WNBA, and they're still wearing his shoes. Now, do you think this is a way of showing support for Kyrie? You know, I honestly, I think that's a very, very interesting observation. I think at this point in the situation, players know what they are doing by continuing to wear his shoes. It shows that either they support Irving in this matter, or maybe it's they are indifferent in the matter. Whatever the case it is, you know, it's equally as harmful. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting considering... Earlier in the summer, before the incident occurred, news actually showed that Irving's shoes were among the favorite choice in the WNBA and for his fellow colleagues in the NBA. It will be interesting to see how shoe selection from athlete changes after this, this issue. We have already seen players still wear his shoes. They have to know at this point in the situation, and they have to recognize the statement they are making by doing so whether they are wearing shoes to show support for Irving or simply just don't care enough to not wear them. I think you're right, though. These two scenarios are equally as harmful. Yeah, you know how the saying goes. If you're not part of the solution, well, you're part of the problem. Yeah, Melina, you're, you're so right by saying this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in terms of the NBA, they need to have more strict and concrete policies that must be followed. If players are not adhering to these policies – then they shouldn't get to represent these organizations. It's It should be as simple as that, period. Mm -hmm. And I just also like still can't get over the fact that Amazon even had this movie up in the first place. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty shocking that the CEO of Amazon is Jewish himself and didn't think that this type of content wouldn't be harmful to his community. And, you know, he claims that he has to allow access to content from all viewpoints. But at the end of the day, it's his company. He should be able to decide what is morally right and wrong content to put out to the public. Obviously, Kyrie is getting a lot of hate about this issue. But at the end of the day, what's it saying about Amazon? Mm -hmm. And the craziest part 
is that not only did Amazon refuse to put a disclaimer on the film, but they also refused to take it down after Kyrie's remarks about the movie. Mm -hmm. Amazon's reaction to this issue shows the impact of large corporations and how they can either work towards change like Nike did or, you know, sit in the corner and do nothing. Right now, they are choosing to do nothing because they believe everyone has the right to their opinion and don't want to take that away from the public. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, I do agree with that. Everyone is entitled to their own viewpoint. But we need to be able to draw the line between what a difference of opinion and what is just disinformation. That's a great point, Emma. A good example of this was last year when Kyrie was a very public figure for anti-vaxxers. And, you know, this went against the public's beliefs. His refusal to get vaccinated was an opinion that was rightfully his. He faced consequences. However, this ultimately was a difference of opinion, whereas the anti-Semitic comments made were simply harmful disinformation. Yes, I agree that everyone can have opinions. The problem comes when these statements are perpetuating hate. Now, Melina, I have a question for you. What is your opinion on sports and politics coexisting? Uh... When you're referring to politics, are you talking about how religion and sports are intertwined? Yeah, let's go with that. Well, I think that this is a pretty tricky question that I think is pretty hard to dissect. And I know a lot of people have a lot of different opinions. You know, you have Michael Jordan, for example, who chose not to speak up about social issues and made it a point to say that he just wanted to play basketball. In that sense, I think that's okay. We can't force people to use their Mm -hmm. platform even in times when they probably should be taking advantage of it. Yeah, and some people are just there to play the game, leaving politics out of it completely. Yeah, and that's fair. But there has also been a history of Black athletes who chose to stand up for social justice issues. Athletes like Colin Kaepernick used his actions to stand up for the oppression of BIPOC individuals in the U.S. by kneeling during the national anthem. So there are two sides to this coin. However, when this activism turns into hate and disinformation, now that's when we have to realize that sometimes sport and politics can't be separated. Mm -hmm. And that's a great point. In Kyrie's case, he may have been speaking about what he believes in, but at the end of the day, his words were hurtful to the Jewish community and the NBA should not allow this in their space. You know, it's... It's tough because sport creates this sense of community, much like religion does. However, when certain individuals in the community act in a negative manner, well, then it's going to affect the whole team dynamic. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Do you know of um, any players that have said anything about this situation affecting team dynamics? Uh, Well, there's Kevin Durant, who claimed that the situation regarding Kyrie had no effect to the losses they were facing basically inferring that the team dynamic has not been changing. However, you know, we also have to consider other players in the league. A Jewish forward on the Washington Wizards named Denny Avida recently spoke and said that, I quote, there needs to be consequences for the actions players do and that there can be no room for words like this. You know, trades in the NBA happen all the time. The odds of a player being uncomfortable to play with Irving because of his anti-Semitic views is Mm -hmm. honestly pretty high and will surely affect the team relationships in the future. 
yeah, that's that's definitely something that the NBA has to take into consideration. And clearly there is a lack of regard for the way this will affect players to come. I think we can go on and on about this whole controversy, but I think it's about time to wrap this up. Before we conclude this episode, I think we should open up the floor to exploring some potential ways that we as a society can be more conscious of how we go about our daily life with our actions and how we deal with situations of anti-Semitism. Well, I think as a society, we need to be able to identify these issues, not only when it comes to the NBA, but in all walks of life. There has been so much media attention regarding this issue and talk about how to punish Irving, but the reality is that this happens every day in contexts that are not always apparent to the public. Mm -hmm. So how as a society can we help fix this situation? Well, first off, in order to fix the problem, people need to understand it. People need to understand the history and the oppression Jewish people faced and that anti-Semitism is harmful to Jewish communities through false beliefs filled with wrongful discrimination. Additionally, it is important to realize the power of social media and how it is the largest platform for anti-Semitic narratives, which can lead to violence and push Jewish people out of these shared spaces. As we talked about earlier, there is a huge power in having such a large platform on social media. Especially in today's age, everything we know comes from the internet. And whether we like it or not, that's where most people are getting their information. Yeah, there is an epidemic of misinformation in our society today. People tend to believe the first line they read on the headline and engage in uneducated debates all over the internet. So in order to make a step towards alleviating these injustices, maybe we can start with the spread of knowledge through online platforms such as the NBA's Instagram. A post as to why it was harmful, not just simply stating that what Kyrie said was wrong. We know it was wrong. The people who are continuously supporting him are the ones who need to be informed. I think that's a great idea. It helps hold people accountable and make sure the individuals who are giving the punishment know why they're actually giving these disciplines instead of taking action because of media pressure. Yeah, I completely agree. Holding people accountable and education are some of the most important steps that we can take towards eliminating anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Well, I think our time is up for today. Thank you, Melina. Um, for coming on the show. We really appreciated your insight on the situation. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I think it's honestly really important that people have conversations about these controversies so that we can find ways to rectify the situation. Mm -hmm. And to all our viewers, thank you very much for listening to our episode on the controversy surrounding Kyrie Irving. To close out our episode, we want to leave you with some music from Music Without Borders. We chose the song because of its title. The world is ours, in which it symbolizes that the world does not belong to one religious belief, and it is a place that should be shared by everyone.